Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Joe Biden once again exposed the latest reveal for the puppet president, is his alter ego, or better put, his code name or alias. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer today revealing that when Joe Biden was vice president, he went by a number of different code names and aliases when dealing with Ukraine and his son Hunter's business dealings. The puppet president has already been exposed over the course of his career for plagiarism, corruption, bribery, and the list goes on. This is just another. Comer has demanded the National Archives turn over all documents and communications with Biden's code names. They are, at least this many of them, Robert Peters, Robin Ware, J.R.B. Ware. Now, why exactly would the then-Vice President of the United States be using code names and aliases in emails with foreign leaders when it came to documents his son and his son's business partners were CC'd on. Comer is demanding the archives turn over those documents no later than August 31st. The National Archives, you remember, was very eager to go after President Trump. We'll see how well and quickly they respond when it is President Biden. With corrupt Fulton County DA Fannie Willis bringing a criminal indictment against President Trump this week, Many Republicans are just sitting back. One exception, Georgia State Senator Colton Moore. Colton sent a letter to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp saying that he would like to begin an emergency Senate session to conduct a thorough investigation of Willis's indictment. Moore, in his letter to the governor, said this, quote, As a Georgia State Senator, I'm officially calling for an emergency session to review the actions of Fannie Willis. America is under attack. I'm not going to sit back and watch as radical left prosecutors weaponize their elected offices to politically target their opponents. We must strip all funding and, if appropriate, impeach Fannie Willis. End quote. The former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, says he believes that Willis got a call from Washington, D.C. to rush the indictment to cover up the corruption of special counsel David Weiss. Here's Newt talking with Charlie Kirk. I am told, this is hearsay, but I am told by a reliable source that Friday evening somebody from Washington called the district attorney in Atlanta and said, you have to indict on Monday. We have to cover up all of the mistakes we just made with Weiss. And she said, Mm -hmm. apparently, my jurors aren't coming back till Tuesday. And they said, you didn't hear me. You have to indict on Monday. And she said, well, that's going to get here before noon. They said, it doesn't matter. She said, this, this means it's going to be 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock at night. They said, it doesn't matter. We need the news so media who, shifting. Who, who, who made that phone call? We don't know. 
And I'm, and I'm telling you up front, this is hearsay, but it's from a person who has remarkably good I, I, sources. I totally believe it, though, because that would explain why they leaked and they messed up on the clerk document, why she was exhausted, <laughs> and why they had the 11 p.m. press conference, Mr. Speaker. The Georgia Senate belongs to the GOP. The Republicans hold a 10-seat majority. And the leader of the Senate is a man named Mert Jones, who is also involved. Jones says, though, this indictment has nothing to do with getting justice for the American people. This has nothing to do with uh, getting justice for the citizens of Fulton County. This is going on for two, two and a half years. She's wasted millions, if not tens of million dollars of uh, taxpayer money uh, on these investigations. Uh, she has uh, constantly uh, used this as a PR tool, as a fundraising tool for herself. She's uh, and, and all the while, uh, crime is up all time high in the city of Atlanta, Fulton County. Uh, homicides, robberies, snatch and grabs, you name it. Uh, the jails are overflowing. Uh, because they can't get court dates. And uh, she's wasting all these man hours and resources uh, uh, trying to go after, uh, you know, people who were asking questions uh, during the 2020 election cycle. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely politically motivated. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that we were able to defeat her, uh, you know, get the positive ruling for the court there in Fulton County, uh, because it was glaring that it's all it's, it's, partis- it's partisan politics at its very worst. The latest indictment of President Trump has driven the president's poll numbers to all-time highs as the first GOP debate is now less than a week away. President Trump, however, will not be participating. Among the people who are set to be in that debate are Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, Doug Burgum, and Mike Pence. The New York Times has obtained documents that show Ron DeSantis, who's now polling third behind... Trump and Ramaswamy will be defending Trump and in going after Ramaswamy. The document from Ron DeSantis' super PAC says DeSantis will, one, attack Joe Biden in the media three to five times, and two, state his positive vision two to three times and hammer Vivek Ramaswamy in response. Defend Donald Trump in abstention in response to a Chris Christie attack. That's what we can expect, and DeSantis might have finally figured out that Republican voters overwhelmingly love and prefer President Donald Trump. Let's turn to our weekly foreign policy panel now. Joining us, Gordon Chang, Tony Schaefer. Gentlemen, great to have you back with us for our weekend wrap-up. Let's start with something a lot of people probably aren't paying attention to. That's an Air Force base here in the United States, in the state of Oklahoma, in fact. Tinker Air Force Base, officials there, Air Force officials, are refusing to tell the American public why 17 Americans have died on that base so far this year. 17, and they're not talking. No information whatsoever about the causes of death, the nature of their deaths, and all the officials will say that they were various causes. Is this something the American people should be putting up with? Gentlemen, well, Tony, let's start with you. Transparency, as you know, is something I always believe should be observed no matter what part of the government it comes from, especially the military. And yeah, when you you start having uh, extraordinarily uh, uh, observable uh, indicators that something's wrong, you need to explain that. And the military has had issues with this for a while. I'm uh, 
I'm talking to someone right now who may be a legitimate whistleblower who's talking about a service fudging the numbers. I'm trying to vet this person to see if they're legitimate. And if so, this could be a significant indicator that the services are hiding things like this. And the reason they're hiding them is because, well, bad, bad leadership. Bad leadership uh, mostly focuses on protecting right. itself, maintaining power rather than maintaining uh, ethics, standards, and accountability. That, that's my experience. And, and Lou, you know, you, you and I have had this conversation a number of times over the years. So uh, I think uh, what we're seeing here is um, uh, a, 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 an indicator that the entire system is compromised at the very top. And when you have someone at the very top, like Joe Biden, who is corrupt, I'm I'm more believing now at this point, Lou, that they got uh, Biden elected because they would he would permit and be open to corruption up and down the line. And and I'm sorry, this this cover up is is just indicative of that very fact. It continues the pattern that is the Biden regime, doesn't it? Gordon, your thoughts. I agree with Tony. There needs to be transparency at Tinker. Um, This is statistically improbable. And so the American people need to know. Um, The more we know, um, the more institutions like uh, the Air Force will uh, reform themselves. We know the Air Force is a troubled institution. So, yes, I agree with Tony. And uh, now we'll see what happens, because there is absolutely zero chance that anyone in the national media will demand uh, answers uh, because they do not want to upset anyone in the Biden regime, it seems, because of not they're just their complicity. They are part of the overall uh, Marxist, dim, deep state uh, malaise uh, that is absolutely anti-American. And the public's right to know, be damned as far as this president and this group of uh, Marxist dims leading the regime uh, are, are concerned. I want to turn to right now what is happening with China. We're looking at the the response of the Biden administration finally to something. Biden holding his first Camp David summit to align allies facing the threat of communist China and South Korea and Japan meeting with the United States to, to formulate some sort of response. Are you encouraged by that, Gordon? Oh, certainly. Um, most of the credit for this goes to South Korea's President Yoon Suk-yeol. Um, he was, um, he's a conservative, and he has reversed the policy of his predecessor, the progressive Moon Jae-in. The progressives in South Korea are very anti-American, and Moon was essentially a communist. Um, Yoon, to, his, um, political, um, to some political damage to himself, has made it clear that South Korea will work closely with Japan in their common defense. Um, this is uh, this is a result of the historical antagonism where Japan had colonized and actually obliterated the Korean state at the turn of the 20th century. Um, but Yoon realizes that the enemy is not Japan. It is uh, China and North Korea, North Korea being fueled by China. So yes, this is an important summit. Um, it's historic. Um, kudos go to everybody who participates, but especially to the South Korean president. And you, and your thoughts? Well, you know, I echo and agree with everything Gordon just said. The problem is this, Lou, the, the guy who's in charge is not credible. So 
we recognized, I think we spoke about the need to rely upon an organizer ally, especially when you have the Chinese and Russians doing joint exercises. Gordon and I have been on a number of other outlets where Gordon has correctly identified the fact that uh, the demonstration of the Chinese and Russians together working in a military exercise was meant to demonstrate that, hey, they're preparing for war and, and they're organized. So kudos on the fact that, yeah, we're trying to organize our allies. But the problem is the duality of message from the Biden administration. While Biden is organizing the folks and having this discussion, at the same time, he's not fully decoupling from China. So the very the very country we may have to militarily challenge, we're still funding. So it's, it's kind of like if anyone actually sat down and looked at the spaghetti mess of the Biden White House policies, they would see that anything that he's doing publicly is somewhere which would benefit the United States in a, in a way of defending the republic. He's somewhere somewhere else undermining it. And this is where I think as much as I agree with Gordon, I'm not sure this is going to be completely effective in helping strengthen our allies or send a, a cohesive message to the Chinese. When I think just the Chinese the other day just was they were making fun of Biden for his lack of ability to respond to a Hawaiian fire. So if you can't if you can't get that right, the Chinese are saying, yeah, you can't get anything else right. Well, what I, I can't imagine a single instance in which anyone in China, uh, frankly, or Russia uh, should or Iran should in any way be sweating the Biden administration. Uh, all of this Biden administration has done is demonstrate vulnerability and willingness, willingness to yield to the uh, ambitions uh, of our enemies. And I, by that, I mean uh, principally China. Gordon? Absolutely, Lou. You know, uh, Tony referred to the executive order um, that Biden issued on Wednesday, prohibiting investment into primarily four Chinese tech sectors. Um, but this was long, long, long delayed. And it's not actually even a rule now. It was a notice of proposed rulemaking. And these rules will not go into effect until next year. They've already been watered down by industry consultations. They'll be further watered down by industry. And as Tony said, um, he's not, we're still funding um, a Chinese military that is being configured to attack the United States, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, the Philippines. Right now, we have uh, China um, engaged in some very belligerent activities against the Philippines at Second Thomas Shoal. Um, some of those activities actually rise to the level of an act of war. Um, and we're at a point where, um, as Tony says, we are um, we're not defending ourselves and our allies in the way that we should. I was about to ask about our status as a paper tiger, because uh, our the readiness, the lethality of U.S. forces in the Indo-Pacific uh, region are suspect uh, at the very least. Uh, Tony, <laughs> President Biden called China's economy a ticking bomb. Uh, and I love the expression, but uh, uh, this seemed to indicate he thinks this is going to be a, a a persistent, ominous condition for the Chinese. What in the world are we doing putting up with a regime like this? That that regime is, of course, the Biden regime. Uh, when we're we're looking at what are existential threats, and why aren't the American leaderships in various sectors of our society and economy saying, "Let's get this bozo out of the way and get serious about what we're doing." Well, I think that's what uh, rational people see and, and would like to do. Remember, we have uh, 
a hybrid in place right now. You have the the media, industrial, the congressional, uh, not so much Congress at this point, except for the Senate, uh, White House uh, complex that essentially, like you, like, you you mentioned earlier in the show, Lou, about accountability and the media ignoring stuff. You, my friend, you never ignored these things. Uh, you were always looking at talking about this sort of thing when you were over at CNN and in other places. That's where, you know, you first uh, started talking about the able danger issue. And I, I, I respected that greatly. Unfortunately, there aren't people like Lou Dobbs in the media today to call this stuff out. So when you have a, a Biden administration who is clearly not focused properly on what's best for the American people, no one's willing to call it out. And, and regarding China, Gordon has been extraordinarily gifted in his ability to be prescient about what's going to happen in China. And he's talking about the same thing Biden is about the failing, the, the you know, China eventually failing. The problem is this, Gordon is going to try to identify uh, solutions that will help protect our interests and the American people. Biden, I think, is only trying to hide and persuade people, you know, that China's bad, but it's not as bad as you make it out to be. There, you know, at one point in time during the campaign, he talked about him being kind of an antiquated nation, nothing to worry about. And so I believe Joe Biden is bought off. I think he's been bought and paid for. I, I think uh, he's going to be, uh, the Chinese are going to make fun of him because they can. He's not going to do anything to push back on that. And so you're going to have until someone has the courage to push him out, to impeach him, to do something, get Biden out of the way. The rational thinking of people like you, people like Gordon, others at SyncPAC, Sink, at there's people in the military who think as soundly as we do regarding what the real threat is until the, the Biden administration, Jake Sullivan uh, and all those knuckleheads who clearly uh, do everything through a political lens, not caring one uh, iota about the republic or interests uh, until they're gone. We're going to continue to have this problem. Well, we've got the problem. Uh, question is, what are we going to do about it? We're talking with Gordon Chang and Tony Schaefer. We'll continue in just one moment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're talking with Gordon Chang and Tony Schaefer, and we're talking, of course, about the uh, developments over the course of this week in national security, some of which have just been plain ignored by the uh, Biden administration. Uh, one that doesn't seem to be uh, uh, ignorable 
is the further expansion by China in the South China Sea and then over those disputed islands. Uh, Gordon, your thoughts about the idea of China building a base uh, on the another one of the uh, disputed islands. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, you're referring to Triton, uh, which yes. is in the Paracels. The Paracels are the archipelago in the northern part of the South China Sea. Triton is claimed by China, Taiwan, and Vietnam. And um, it appears that China in the last few days started building a runway there, like they did in the Spratlys, which right. is the archipelago in the southern part of the South China Sea. But the story here, going back to Tony's point, um, is that uh, China believes it can get away with it. Uh, it doesn't believe that the Biden administration will do anything. And so therefore it is engaging in um, what is clearly um, an act of aggression against Vietnam and Taiwan. So an act of aggression against them, but an act uh, of uh, outright uh, arrogance against the Biden administration and U.S. military power, because we have done nothing over those disputed islands to stop China in its illegal expansion uh, policies, building military facilities uh, across the whole swath of those so-called disputed islands. Uh, what do we do here, Tony? I mean, what I, I know what we should do. I just don't know what we do in the face of a administration and a military and an intelligence community that is bereft of either interest, uh, ambition or sufficient capacity to actually defend the nation and its interest. Well, I think that's where it, there's there's a level below removal of a president that I think be that has to be focused on. It's the conspiracy of the willing who basically are in place still and understand the damage and danger of what's going on. Um, I pride myself, Lou, on, on still even being essentially thrown out of government back over the able danger thing. I've been very effective in working to find coalitions of, of the willing behind the scenes to get things done. Uh, there, there is something called the deep state. There's also something called the old state. The old state are those who are devoted to the republic, who basically work anonymously, don't seek any credit or uh, acknowledgement, and do what they can to kind of quietly fight the deep state and keep, keep things going. And so these are the folks who are essentially there every day. They go to their job with a a, a, a pain in their belly, knowing about the bureaucracy and, and bad politics they're going to face, and yet they go in and do the right thing. And, and God bless these folks. I know a number. And I think it's going to be up to them to hold the line, if I could be dramatic here a bit, until some uh, process of, of removal of Biden or through elections, through the next election in 2024, he's removed with hopefully a Republican or some reasonable facsimile of a competent leader comes in to to start facing off against these folks, because what has happened is you have a political party that has seized most of the mechanisms of, of governance. The FBI is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Democrat Party. DOJ is, I, I would say, uh, the brains of the Democrat Party in many ways right now because of what it's doing. And the republic cannot sustain itself with these with these compromised institutions. So it's going to be up to those who will do their best to keep uh, keep the fires going, Lou, to keep those things. My, my old boss, Bob Harding, General Harding, used to talk about glass balls versus rubber balls is, is kind of a, a way of describing the important things that have to be tended to. And I used to he let me do a lot of really cool things, which a lot of which were reflected in my retirement by uh, uh, retirement um, 
uh, thing in the congressional record. Uh, Walter Jones, Representative Jones, read it into the record. So a lot of those are there. But my point is, is that during the time I was working for Bob, he said, Tony, you need to focus on the glass balls as you juggle things. Those glass balls are the things that you cannot replace and you must keep them in the air and going. Rubber balls you can let bounce. So I think we have a situation where I have many who recognize we have glass balls in the air, that those things must be tended to and protected. Rubber balls can bounce away and come. you can pick those up later. But the problem is this, we've got to get something done in the 2024 election or before, if we, but, but Biden is the single point of failure and he's allowing multiple uh, vision, visions within our government to be, be a danger right now. Joe Biden has depleted the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, he has put in place policies in the United States military that are absolutely anathema uh, to the institution meeting its recruiting uh, goals. The military is reviled, not respected, uh, at least the leadership and its public image now. It's almost impossible to find uh, fit uh, and capable young men and women who will serve the nation in sufficient numbers as to maintain anything approaching a force that is the size and quality necessary to uh, defend the nation, uh, to deter aggression. Uh, We are right now, it seems to me, Gordon, uh, absolutely in the most vulnerable position we have been in my lifetime. I certainly agree, Lou. Um, The the important point here is that um, Over the course of the Cold War and afterwards, the United States was deterring bad actors, Soviet Union, China, Iran, uh, North Korea. Um, But we are now losing that. And we can see it because of the invasion, for instance, of Ukraine last year. Um, That occurred because of the catastrophic withdrawal of Afghanistan in August of uh, 2021, two years ago this month. Um, and we are seeing it now in, in East Asia, where China's engaged in that very dangerous activity. It's second Thomas Shoal and, and now at Triton. Um, and, and this is, you can see it around the world, the erosion of the international system. Um, China and Russia have made it very clear. Um, they intend to take down the international system, which has been in place since 1648. Um, and we are heading to a very dark time for the reasons you mentioned. We also shouldn't ignore that that uh, base that's apparently going to be built in Cuba, a portion of which apparently has been built uh, and has been there for a number of years. Uh, The information is, of course, uh, somewhat uh, sketchy and hardly sufficient for uh, certainty about what I've just described. But we have that expansionary Chinese policy uh, unfolding before our very eyes in this hemisphere uh, and 90 miles from our shores. Uh, And nothing is being done, Tony. The intelligence community, you talked about the old state. The old state hasn't done a very good job. Let's be very, very clear about that. Uh, The idea of defending us against uh, this uh, uh, this just outrageous Marxist uh, dem regime uh, with the Biden puppet presidency, I'm not certain that they have the capacity to do too much. I don't mean to insult anybody here, but the fact of the matter is they had their shot and man, did they mess it up? Uh, Your thoughts? I agree with you. Look, I, I, uh, the deep state, the deep state is a very pervasive and large there. You know, the, 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 the old state is not well funded. It's very small. You have a lot of retirees who do their best. And that's the thing. It's like, it's kind of the folks who were, 
devoted to the Constitution and the, and, uh, the Republic long before these problems came along. And yeah, a lot of these folks are in their, their 60s, 70s, and 80s. I'm just telling you. So yeah, it's it's uh, the odds are very long. And and, and the, the, the station you're referring to is Lourdes in Cuba. And uh, that was a, a Russian listening station long before it became Chinese. But that's the thing, Lou. We knew this was there. We knew the Chinese had an interest. We knew, uh, according to John Kirby, who actually talked about this, that he lied about it when he was asked. I was like, oh, yeah, of course we knew. Uh, but we had we told you what you should know. I was going to say, when you when you quote to me or even mention his name, uh, <laughs> I have to say my my hackles are raised. There's a man who served as an admiral in the United States Navy uh, and whose service I should be uh, permitted to respect. But when he lies through his teeth every day uh, in uh, to the benefit of this outrageous administration and uh, puppet president uh, who is working against the interests of the United States. I, I, you know, the hell with him. So I think that's the issue is that you have people like him who infected government. This goes back to the original question, Lou. Why, why are people not reporting accurately or explaining the deaths at the Air Force Base? Well, because of people like John Kirby are the ones in charge. And the moment you cross that transom, you you leave your military oath of office and become a politician first, then you basically removed any respect anybody should have for you. John Kirby is, a, is, is at best a, a snake oil salesman. I'll, I'll give him credit. I think he could probably be a really good used car salesman because he would be, be able to lie to your face about the fact that the the, the spark plugs in, in the 65 Chevy he's trying to sh- sell you are just fine despite the fact that they've eaten through the engine block. That's the kind of guy he is. And unfortunately, that's the kind of guy we got in charge right now. So it's a very difficult position. And yeah, back on Lourdes for a second. Uh, there, there's certain categories, Lou, of, of, of uh, deficit regarding information, Chinese blind spots, if you will. Lourdes helps fill, out, fill in a lot of those blind spots. There's some persistent surveillance issues they don't have the answer to. That is the Chinese, the PRC. I mean, Tony, I've got to say, I mean, I know why they would want it there. What I don't understand is why in the hell should the United States, the world's uh, only real superpower, put up with this nonsense and create greater uh, exposure to its citizens and to its nation uh, to a foreign power that means to destroy it. We're going to we're going to hear Tony's answer and Gordon's answer to that question right after this quick break. Stay with us. We're coming right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We're back with Tony Schaefer and Gordon Chang. And Tony, why in the world is anyone in the United States military without without so much as a peep tolerating this? Why is the intelligence community doing so? And has Washington fallen? This is where I want to be very careful. I think there are people in the service and the ranks, as I mentioned before, Lou, who feel exactly like we do. And this is where a lot of folks are torn. I mean, and legitimately torn. It's like you've taken the oath of office. You're trying to preserve the Constitution. Yet at the same time, you take an oath to follow the, the orders and directives of those appointed above you. It's a dilemma. I don't, I don't know how you circle that square without getting in some really hot water very quickly. I know people, I've been in meetings at the Pentagon where I, I got to be careful here too, where I was, my, my job there was to ask, was, was to help senior leaders uh, uh, drag their feet and not implement a Biden policy. I mean, I've, I, I'm just telling you, that's part of what I do. It's like I come in, my, my job is to come in and say, we, we don't want to do this. How do we not do it? Oh, I can advise you on that. So I'm telling you, there are people there who are doing their best to hold the line. They know things are wrong, but they know at the same time, it's like the, the, the tall poppy uh, thing. You, you, you stick your head up, you're going to be the first one cut off. So it's, a, it's more of a matter of how do we get critical mass of those behind the scenes to establish a path forward to maintain the republic. That's the challenge. And again, I think most people are still looking for the American, the American, the American citizens are very smart. I think most people know what's going on. This whole Bidenomics thing. My God, I mean, you could go and get a hamburger at a burger joint for five bucks and now it's 15. I mean, people see that. Yes. Think- you know, the American people are, are the ones that are who are we're, we're trying to serve. And the right. American people are smart. Uh, they're more aware than they've been in decades. And they are alert to what is uh, amounting danger from nearly every quarter, uh, whether it be economic, whether it be geopolitical, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, the the biological, chemical uh, threats that are seem to be mounting as well. Hey, Gordon, your thoughts uh, to the same question, uh, if you will, that I that I ask Tony. Yeah, the important thing here, and and Tony is absolutely right. Um, we have a Biden administration which policies that best can be described as misguided, and probably are a lot worse. And it is very difficult for the military not to follow the orders of the commander in chief. But we can see, you know, I'm, I'm, you know we know that flag officers and others um, are extremely concerned with the direction that the administration is taking the United States right now. And we're at a point, just to go back to um, comments you made, Lou, we're at a point where um, China, Russia and their proxies, Iran, uh, North Korea, are threatening. Um, they're threatening to use their most destructive weapons. Uh, and we have an administration in the White House, which is oblivious. Um, and they're not doing anything. Um, to, to this point about Cuba, um, there have been Chinese surveillance sites in Cuba for probably most of this century. We know of three of them. Perhaps there's a fourth. Um, and we still have this policy of supporting the Havana government, despite its hosting of an enemy on its own soil. This is something that we can deal with because you're right. We have the means to deal with this, um, but we don't have an administration willing to use uh, the power of the United States to protect the American people from a threat, which, as you point out, Lou, is 90 miles from uh, Florida. We do have common sense, though, gentlemen. 
these are these folks who are in the military right now. And let's talk about the folks who have have the highest uh, respect for their duty to the nation and, and to its security. Uh, there are all sorts of ways to proceed here. Uh, and that's through everything from leaks uh, through uh, organization, you name it, to to bring some rigidity to the spines of those who are leading uh, the United States military. And I'm talking about military leadership. Uh, the civilian leadership is hopeless. So what are we to do? Uh, we, If we don't have a military that knows the certain path forward and knows and understand and uh, are committed to the security of this nation, I, I'm, I tell you, I get so tired of hearing United States military officers talk about the homeland. I, I mean, this is the United States of America they're supposed to defend. And do you can you imagine these people being uh, paraded around in these pajama uniforms in, in during civil civilian duty uh, being taken seriously? We have we have literally undressed our military. Uh, we have stripped them of the equipment and the uh, resources they need. And oh, yes, there won't be reinforcements because they don't even know how the hell to recruit. I mean, it, it's a disaster, and no one in Congress is talking about it. No one in the Senate's talking about it. No one is being plain spoken and honest. What in the world are we going to do? Because it's not the American people's fault. It is the responsibility of the military, and we've let the military uh, turn into a, a, a sagging, fading institution that is not militarily ready to fight a war on our behalf. Lou, I, 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 I have an answer to that, and it's not a good one. Um, back right after the Cold War ended in 1992, uh, General Reimer, chief of staff of the Army, uh, did a video, video message talking about the end of the Cold War and the peace dividend and all that stuff from, from uh, the Clinton years. And he was adamant in this video, no more task force Smiths, no more task force Smiths. And what that was supposed to mean is, and for those of, of us, I was not alive during the Korean War, but uh, Lou, you may remember this. Task Force Smith was that small unit that went into South Korea to try to defend uh, the South Koreans from the North Korean invasion. And it was decimated. It was badly decimated. Nobody was prepared for that war. And it took at least two years to get going again. I unfortunately see the fact that Reimer's words are, are going to be ignored. We are going to have more task force Smiths. We're going to have uh, a wake-up call, much like Pearl Harbor was a wake-up call, uh, to remind people that we have adversaries. They're not measuring their success on the number of diverse people or transsexuals they have in their ranks. They're measuring their success based on lethality and ability to conduct military operations. And unfortunately, I think we're going to we're going to run up against that very soon. I, you know, there, and I know you don't mean it this way, but Tony, what you're saying is that there there is an analog between 1952, 53, uh, perhaps even 1941 through 45, uh, for what is happening right now in the United States. I truly believe, and I'd like to get your view on this, Gordon. Uh, I, I truly believe that the weaponry that will be used in any conflict initiated by the Chinese or the Russians, uh, principally. Uh, 
you know, will be extremely quick. It will be extraordinarily coordinated and pre-planned to the point. There won't be time to put together little study groups in the damn Pentagon <laughs> to think about what the hell our response should be. I am sick and tired of the uh, of the treatment of the American people and simply leaving them effectively naked against the mounting threats around the world with a leadership. It's as if they think this is a game. Uh, it, in the Democrat and Republican parties, in the House and the Senate. Good Lord, people, wake up. Tony, uh, Gordon, your thoughts. Gordon first. Lou, um, you know, those tabletop exercises that the Pentagon conducts and which think tanks in Washington and other places conduct all show that the United States runs out of critical munitions in about a week. And, you know, go back to your earlier question, what do we do? Um, we have a senior leadership in the Pentagon, um, both civilian and military, that is, I think, not aware of the urgency of the situation. Uh, and that's a long conversation because it deals a lot with what's going on inside China. Um, but what Congress should be doing is demanding that the military stock up on critical munitions, uh, harden facilities in the region, uh, harden facilities even in Hawaii, because they could be under attack. And uh, sort of, and to instill a sense that the United States has to be prepared as U.S. forces Korea, their motto is, you know, fight tonight, um, be ready to fight tonight. And the Pentagon is not. Tony, you get the last word. So there is useful um, experience and uh, policy to come out of those exercises. Plan Orange, Lou, was the plan used, developed during the interwar years between 1930 and 1940 that the Navy and Army exercised at the War College and um, at uh, the Navy War College, both war colleges, and it worked. That was the plan basically used by Nimitz to defeat the Japanese. So as Gordon is saying, you know, if you examine the deficits of, of capability and apply that to an exercise, you'll learn a lot. Unfortunately, Lou, we don't have leadership who's willing to actually look at things in, in, the, in the stark light of day and factual reality. And again, most leaders are, polit are polit politicians in uniforms at this point, and they ignore uh, those issues to, to the, the endangering of the republic. So unfortunately, we have people who think like we do, who understand the challenges, but unfortunately, they're not in positions of power at this point. Well, with that, uh, we're going to conclude this week's review of the the, the, the condition of our military and our, our, our body politic uh, uh, and, and indeed the uh, position we're in around the, uh, around the world and the threats that do exist. Gentlemen, as always, we thank you. I hate to, to leave it on such a, uh, uh, well, an uninviting note, but there it is. We're talking about reality and reality right now is threatening and unpleasant to contemplate indeed thank you tony schaefer gordon chang god bless you both thank you Lou. thanks so much gordon chang tony schaefer thanks for being with us great americans both thank you for listening our guest here monday will be just the news editor-in-chief john solomon follow me on twitter and truth social at lou dobbs and on facebook and instagram at lou dobbs tonight and be sure to check out the all-new loudobs.com Join us Monday for The Great America Show. Until then, thank you, God bless you, God bless America. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. 
If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.